0: Hello, and welcome to the Swift Talk. I'm Kate, the Swifty.
1: I'm also here. Swiftly, no. Sam, yes. Not so swift, Sam.
0: (laughs) Every week, I'm like, what is he going to come up with?
1: And every week, I'm like, we're doing this again? Question mark, but exclamation point. Shrug. Shrug. Mm, (laughs) Different.
0: (laughs) Big news. What's up? Big news. Taylor is on her quest for her EGOT. You mm-hmm.
1: so, mm-hmm. you lost me at quest. Okay, her, her the quest for her egot. Uh-huh. Tell me Emmy, more.
0: Grammy, Oscar, Tony, egot. Okay. She's got Grammys, mm-hmm. as we know. We talked about last week. She's got an Emmy. Little known fun fact about Taylor.
1: Wait, she's been Emmy nominated. What song? No, she's got,
0: a- got an Emmy for an interactive experience with the blank space music video she's got an emmy i I googled this this morning after i learned this on tiktok the
1: interactive experience
0: Uh uh-huh yeah she's got an emmy okay too and now she really she announced the other day that she has a song in the new movie where the crawdads sing based on the book okay which it sounds like an Oscar song from yeah. what we heard in the trailer. She hasn't really it it.
1: And the Tony.
0: Well, that's next. It's easier for a musician to get a Tony. That's the easier. Like you get the Grammy, the Tony. They work together.
2: If it was so easy, why doesn't she have one yet?
0: She hasn't gotten there yet. You got to. She likes to pick off the harder ones. We got the Emmy. Now we're working on the Oscar. Now here we go, Tonys.
1: E-G-O-T. There's not a lot of people that actually have them.
0: I know.
1: Do you know how many people have an EGOT?
0: No, do you? No. Well, then.
1: I t- it took me a while to remember what an EGOT was, let alone. I was like, what wild animal or mineral is this? Nope. <laughs> Accolade.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people who think that she could turn folklore into a Broadway play. It's- and then we could get the Tony.
2: Besides you, Who else?
0: My TikTok friends. Reddit didn't want to be my friend, so I gave up. But my TikTok friends and I were having a good time.
1: I should probably try to start contacting all the, uh, the Redditors. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, Sam, yep, you sound like you, you have a moon tan and a, a troll and a chin beard. You'll be great. Welcome to Reddit. Wait, am I thinking of Reddit or am I thinking of like... The dark web. I'm thinking of the dark web. I think I should go dark web and get people on board for the Swift Talk.
0: I don't know if their downloads would count.
1: It's the downloads you're not getting, baby. It's like jazz.
0: Yeah. Anyway, EGOT. 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 And new Taylor music. It's the first time we've heard from her this year.
1: Uh, Like almost through March. What do you mean new music?
0: She wrote a song, a Mm -hmm. brand new song for this movie.
1: Okay, right. Which
0: I loved the book. I'm so excited for the movie. Reese Witherspoon's directing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I watched the trailer for it actually today. And it seems incredibly interesting. What, they, yeah. what do they call it? The Marsh Girl? The Marsh Girl. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the pre- great book. premise looks amazing. I hadn't heard of the book yet.
0: And the, the cast seems great.
1: Reese Witherspoon is a freaking powerhouse. And mm-hmm. there's some quote that I saw her do the other day of like, uh, you don't have to be liked in Hollywood to go far yeah wow. and it was essentially just her being they're like oh well you kind of fell off of but you're not really doing much she's like yeah I, it's that's fine i'm still me i'm still doing great I she's need- a
0: mogul she's got a clothing line
1: mm-hmm. she's got
0: a book club a publishing deal i think she's got her own production company she said when she created her production company that people weren't giving her the chance to direct they weren't giving women these kind of chances mm-hmm. so she went out and created her own chances
1: yeah and that's awesome Uh i'm
0: I think she also produced a couple, um, the HBO "Big Little Lies" and um, "Little Fires Everywhere" on Hulu, which was incredible.
1: "Little Fires," okay, yep, okay. And I read
0: that book too. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, is it her, Kirsten Dunst, that had the new show about making it big in Florida? Like it was like kind of like multi-marketing level, multi-level marketing. I think manipulation. Kirsten. I dunst? think it's done. Okay. Let's scratch that from the conversation then.
0: But boy, do I love a scam artist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're big. Inventing Anna, Bad Vegan, mm-hmm. Tinder Swindler.
1: American Communications Network. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't, uh, I'm sorry I haven't called back about the interview again. My apologies. I've been very busy.
0: Jason, did you know Sam could be um, your source for getting rich quick?
1: Getting, oh, residual income, baby. Who doesn't want residual income? Retire mm-hmm. early.
0: Mailbox money. Mm-hmm. We've learned a lot in the last two weeks.
1: Yes, yes, we have. I've also, had a, a fun little idea that I want to get into when we start discussing Taylor tonight, but uh, today, today, tonight? Today. today. Yeah, let's do it today when we're doing the podcast, not tonight <laughs> when we're not recording. Speaking of... What are we recording today? Well, let's
0: bring it back because Jason hasn't yet told us to, so we can be ahead of the game today. We're doing Forever Winter, a vault track off-red. So this is a Taylor version. She owns it. No scooter in this one.
1: Mm-hmm. The scooter the better? No. Scooter, not sooner. Scooter. She just has a bicycle on this one. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it an electrical bike? <laughs> oh, no, the hit buttons aren't working today. Uh-oh. Oh. There, there it, it is. is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it stinks when the drum could get stuck in a snare. Oh.
0: The joy in your face for that one. Anyway, so we're going to hit pause. We're going to listen to track number 27 on Red, Taylor's version. And we'll be back. You should do the same. Well, what do we think?
1: All too well.
0: Oh, don't tempt me with well, a 10-minute good time. Well,
1: well, well. Uh, for as many words as there were in the song, it was quicker than I thought it was going to be.
0: <laughs> she said Forever Winter several times. You should be happy. No,
1: she said she said the name of the song in the song. and that, She
0: does uh, that frequently. That's too. what gets me.
1: Yeah. Um, I pulled two. This is a fun little game I have, and I was talking with uh, uh, DJ Queen.
0: Carmen. No, no, oh, no, oh, Hannah,
1: Hannah, 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 uh, different DJ about she was trying to have a, a theme night and come up with things.
0: <laughs> and I wasn't no part of that.
1: You didn't. And I thought it'd be fun to do like, uh, what was it, like punk versus funk. And we had a different one that was like Taylor. It, it was like just like a couple different collabs, because when I hear a song, sometimes if I'm even if I'm like just really into it or if I'm tuning out, like another song will creep in and overlay onto it. And this is the moment I was having listening to this. Like, at first, it was like, like, it's not, like, composition, but there's some little, like, twanginess to it. Like, I can hear John Mayer half of my heart in this. John Mayer? John Mayer. No, 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 John Mayer. Different different John.
0: Oh, like Paul McCarthy.
1: Yeah. I could hear half of my heart in this, but then, once I was, like, trying to push that away, then Big Girls Don't Cry, Fergie came in. And I could literally, like, hear... The overlay onto it, especially during the chorus, it's personal. My, like I could hear that, and judging by your face, it's sickening to you, but I'm sorry. That's just where my brain went. I could hear that song over the song.
0: And what did we think of the song?
1: I I think Big Girls Don't Cry shouldn't have really gotten that anyway, far on
0: the charts. Anyway, I hate that song.
1: It's a bad song.
0: It's a terrible song. Fergie's
1: career is interesting. Anyway. <laughs> What do I think of this song? it's from the red era yeah uh it was it was very very much what i uh have come to know from red it's it's poppy it's a l it's not it's definitely departing from country more and more mm-hmm. with, with each song uh, uh i i thought the the story was interesting yeah especially calling to check in with somebody and it's 3 a.m. and they're pacing or it's 5 a.m. and they're wasted. But you're still calling in. Yeah. You're like, you're waking up, but you're just like, I haven't slept yet. Let's check in with this person. And the idea of being like, you know, I will be that summer for you. If you're gone, it's going to be forever winter for me. But I I couldn't handle what you're going through right now. I would fall to pieces on the floor. Like, we've all, I think the majority of us have had moments like that where we're the one or the other. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it, it's definitely relatable in some cases. Yeah, in a lot of cases. Uh, I think this is the uh, more in the bop camp. Uh, this is more more in like the the shakes than I've heard lately from me.
0: Okay, okay. It's not. Is this going to be like last week where you were like you started in and I was like oh maybe. No, you're gonna rip that away. It's de- it's def- no Francis so fake. It's definitely
1: get The night is young, and you're uh. still beautiful. It's it's definitely still <laughs> it's it's shaky how how much is in the shake for me. But um, I didn't have a lot of trouble with the rhyme schemes. I was, Rare. I was very much looking for like you're gonna you're gonna oh oh oh. I was uh I was interested in that uh, apartment and disarmament. for me. <laughs> I was like. Mm. All right. That's all a right. leap of faith, and I dug it. I dug it. I dug it. I mean, what am I to say? Uh, I'm too young to know if it gets better, Kate. Jeez. What do you? Well, tell us. Tell me more. Tell me more about the song.
0: <laughs> this song is written about mental health struggles. I mean, you're right. It's about. I mean, there's some on Reddit who won't be friends with me, um, who think that this is about her brother who struggled with some mental health issues. But I mean. When this came out, a lot of people were like, wow, this is a little different for Taylor. This album, it's it's obviously not a breakup. It's not a love song. It's just about a friend who's going through a really hard time. And I think, you know, the chorus with the bridge, you really start to get where she's at with this. And when she says, all this time I didn't know you were breaking down, and she's, you know, you put on the smile, the neverminds, so like, I'm fine, don't worry about me. But inside they're crumbling, and you know, if you had known sooner, you could help sooner. There's always that what could I have done for somebody? How can I help? You know, I'll be all of the bright and cheerful you need. Please don't leave me. It's a really interesting way of talking about a really heavy subject. And then she puts a poppy, like happy musical feel to it. And so it's like well, if you're going through a hard time, your friends are going through a hard time, and you start listening to it and you start bopping around to it and then you think about it, and you're like, "Oh, wait a minute, I've been there. I've been that person who needed to be pulled out of the darkness
1: uh origin this is so red re release is twenty twenty one
0: yeah. This past November.
1: Uh, Red itself was- 2012. 2012, okay. And this is a vault track, which means it was at the time recorded, or at least written. It was going to be a part of this, but it was shelved.
0: Well, because we love the record company that she was with at the time.
1: Damn their eyes.
0: (laughs) They did not think a 30-track album from Taylor where she was shedding her country skin was going to be- They thought there was already a lot going on, so she had to pare down- Mm -hmm to the original amount of songs.
1: So, going into the idea of this album definitely sounds different. This song is definitely a departure from subject matter for her in a lot of senses. Well,
0: I mean, let's go back back through the episodes.
1: Well, uh, a couple weeks ago we we're talking about the body image one.
0: Tied together with a smile. Yeah. I mean, Zo, so, okay. Don't you love now that we can Weave an invisible string between our episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: let's go back through the episodes. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like he doesn't love us anymore. Absolutely. Let's go back to the episodes.
1: <laughs> Miss
0: Kay, can you tell us more?
1: Why am I young? Okay. Uh,
0: well, uh, well, I thought we talked about voices. <laughs> to
1: talk about voices. So, speaking of voices, we were talking about invisible string, and a couple other times we were talking about <laughs> when she's going into these areas that, especially songwriting wise, mm-hmm. she's unfamiliar with. Those are definitely moments. It's good to have the peer advisor, the co-writer, the somebody she who has, has had, a co-writer. <laughs> on she the song. does. She has Derek Foster of Foster the People. Yeah. Who, Mark Foster. Uh, Mark. Foster. Mark Foster. Mark Derek Foster. Mark Derek Foster. Mark. Mark Derek Foster, and he—I mean his his big songs at the time going into this were uh, "Pumped, Pumped Up, Up Kicks," "Pumped Up Kicks," and um, uh, uh it, my Kiwi's gonna kill me for this. But Hi Hel- Kiwi, by Hel- the way. Helena Beat. Oh, yeah. Which was uh, yeah, a lot of those songs on that album, "Torches," had a lot to do with uh, mental uh, anguish, disrest. Mm-hmm. Uh, social disorders. Uh, There was a lot going on in those songs.
0: Well, and there's a lot of songs you can kind of tie back into Taylor as you go through her discography, including one that she did with um, Big Red Machine, the band with Aaron Dessner and um, Bonafair. She did Renegade, which is, you know, again, kind of the other side of this. This is a theme we see a lot through her, And it's interesting to see the songs that she was able to include in her albums Mm -hmm. and what she has not been included in her albums. And it's just, I think for me, the fascinating part about the re-record is Taylor getting to put exactly the album she wanted out that she wasn't able to Mm -hmm. and the songs that were in there. And, you know, was this something that they were like, ooh, subject matter, a little too much for us today, Taylor, pick a different song. Or was this one that she thought was too personal and she shelved on her own? Like, I am ever so hopeful <laughs> that we do get a documentary about her doing the re-records and get an insight into what made her include these songs, not include them in the first round, what she was thinking when she added them, didn't at least like, What was the process of this?
1: I, I'm incredibly... Uh I've been intrigued, especially the past few weeks. But if we if we were go back even further to be to thirty two episodes ago, over thirty two <laughs> weeks ago, there is an invisible string, not just tying all these songs, but like different artists together. Yeah, and this is something. This is kind of where I want to get. I'm not going to try to be too heady about this, but just just okay. Uh, th- this will get you on board first. Invisible string. Uh, <laughs> Mark Derek Foster. Do you know who his wife is? No. Julia Garner. Who you oh, know.
0: Inventing Anna yes, Anna.
1: yes. And Ozarks. A fantastic actress. A chameleon of an actress. I mean. Just a fantastic person. Yeah. Um, crushed it. So it's interesting to see the amount of power and control a producer, an album company, and the uh, the higher ups can have over an artist.
0: I mean, we understand the importance of a producer.
1: That we do. <laughs> the power of the producer. Keep keep going there, Sam. Get there. When James Brown was hitting it big in the late 60s into 70s, uh-huh. when I mean hitting it big, yeah. he'd been on the charts for yeah. years. At this point, he had two different record press companies. He could do the record company that would do the multiple tracks on each side, and he would do the, he had a record company that would do his singles. It would be mm-hmm. a one side, one side.
0: Mm-hmm. A side, B side.
1: Yes. He owned those. He owned multiple radio stations. So he would record his records, print his records, ship them to his radio stations. He had control. It got to the point where Nixon and everybody in the CIA, the FBI number was like, this guy's a lot of power and influence. Maybe we should uh, check in and make sure he's legit. This is a person who, this is an artist who had Total reign over their kingdom. Right. You, then you have artists like Prince, who was blowing up and was in charge of a lot of, this, a lot of almost everything, except for the producers, which was Warner Brothers over his album. Uh-huh. And then when he had his fallout with them, they said, well, just so you know, we own the title Prince, which is the stage name you go by, Impertuity Across the Universe. Right. So when he fell out with them, he he no longer went by his name anymore. Okay. Until he kind of got it back. Yeah. Which is I'm bringing that up now because I just found out that Morris Day and the Times, which is a Prince-created group and artist, yeah. Since Prince's passing, passing, the Prince Trust has just told Morris Day and the band the Times they are no longer legally allowed to perform under Morris Day, and or the Times, okay. which is just like what its history repeating itself. What for happened to Prince? Yep. With a Prince-affiliated created right. group. Yep. You have a Taylor who is a very young artist. St- when still, still, yeah, especially in the span of time, who's now <laughs> getting control of all of these things. It's incredible to me that in the sixties, seventies, and eighties, you could come from Sacajawea and you just took a bus out and you saw Woodstock, and then you moved to Manhattan, and yep. now you're oh, you're touring with the band and all these other bands. Uh-huh. Like, it was a rich time of, there were so many artists, but there are artists that all had an album. Whereas today, you have a Spotify, you have a MySpace, you, have a, you just put, put something up and you hope something sticks. I feel like it's astronomically more difficult to become a prominent artist now, especially purview in America, purview in the world, of being known that when it happened with Taylor it's like right person right fit right sound right everything and it worked and then it worked for another year it wasn't just a one-hit wonder and then it worked again it worked again and how she got up i feel like it's astronomically more difficult now and so it's interesting for me to see like me you're a swifty for a lot of different reasons i feel like i'm very interested in the the tapestry that is the statistics and the how is it still she's still cranking this is still going she isn't. There, there've been pitfalls. There's been trials and tribulations, but she's still.
0: Well, if you had watched the documentary,
1: you're interested in the machine, and not just the big red one.
0: Well, the big red is good. Big machine, bad. Red, good.
1: Is it
2: called Rouge in France?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Rouge. We'll have to find out if some. Of, we have some listeners in France.
1: We do. And if you're send us, us a DM. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, I'm actually gonna. I am interested in the Taylor Machine too. She has built an industry. And again, I think that goes back to having parents who knew what they were doing. She had a support system of parents who understood business. So they created a business. But I do actually take a little bit of objection. Maybe that's something I'm looking for. I think it's actually easier for artists to get known now because of avenues like TikTok and Reddit. And Spotify, putting people putting them on playlists. I actually think to be an artist now, people are, especially post-pandemic-ish world, we're seeing so many independent artists put their stuff up on TikTok, build a following, get people involved, drop a song, and have it shoot up the iTunes charts because everybody wants them to succeed. You get to know them. You are more invested in them. You know who they are, Priscilla Block is a TikToker country music star. Star, She was just on Kelly Clarkson about a month ago. And she said she'd packed up her bags. She was ready to leave Nashville. She had a writing contract, but nothing was hitting for her. She just, you know, she it wasn't working. And she was walking down the street one day wearing her Taylor Swift tour concert shirt. And Taylor Swift pulls up and goes, I love your shirt, waves at her. And she saw that as a sign from the universe Took some time. Got herself on TikTok. Now she's on country radio. Now she's touring. Now she's got a fan base. And so I think this is an easier time to be an artist. Because you don't have to convince a record label to put an album out and put you on the radio. You turn your phone on to record. You record a three-minute TikTok. And you do it and you do it and you do it. And you you have a higher chance of getting eyes and views on the for you page you know they're their own marketing they're their own genius they're getting into this Mm -hmm. in a way that you've never been able to get before
1: and i can see definitely the merits in that but i feel like for every priscilla clark block priscilla block sorry for every uh young boy yodeling at a walmart that gets on the ellen DeGeneres show there's also the island boys there's also just something that goes viral, and people are like, "Just like, what is this?" And it's bizarre, and it's it's intriguing, and everyone starts watching it. And then when they're performing live, they're I mean, they're like, no, nope, get them the heck out of this place. I think
0: it's because you aren't on these platforms,
1: maybe. But but again, I don't
0: think you can talk like I don't. You're not there. Like yeah, there's the one hit virals. There's always been. I mean, we, there's always been Baja Boys, Island Boys, yeah. whatever.
1: The Garbage Men, sure. Sure. Everybody's heard about the bird, 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 bird. Anyway,
0: bird. Um, but like you are actually seeing artists get discovered off TikTok because if you think about it from a business perspective, if you are a record person or a radio booker, you now have access. They're on your phone. You scroll through, you see them. You don't have to commit to going to an artist night. You don't have to commit to being in Nashville. You can do it from wherever and you're seeing their product their songs, things that they're workshopping, seeing how it's, it's testing them out. Are the fans into it? Are they listening? Is this something that people want to hear more of? Are they asking in the comments for the full song? This is a way that you can really focus group artists without having to put the money behind it that they've had to do.
1: And I'm not, Yeah. And maybe it's because I self admittedly and definitely like I, I'm not a part of these platforms, right? And I'm very used to. Oh, that
0: you did create your own Instagram the other day.
1: Well, yeah, my first Instagram ever. Still don't know how I did it.
0: Yeah, neither. But there you were, just
1: trying to figure it out. I was like, "Is this liter- is this how it works? Does she know?" Right next to you, because yeah. I, I cracked the code on the password, <laughs> or at least yeah. I should say, it downloaded my phone finally.
0: Did you see that, Jason?
1: I believe I did.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. Uh, in some ways, I feel like it's just an easier cash grab for production companies. In some ways, I feel, and and it's probably because I'm not a producer and I'm not going onto these platforms. In well, some ways, I feel like ha- the fan base. In some ways, to me, just on my perspective and outlook, it seems like it's it's sterile and more, um. Yeah. Back seaty than it is being in the driver's seat where you'd be no. like a concert or a coffee shop or. No.
0: Oh, that, no. Yeah, that's, get on TikTok.
1: Okay. <laughs> you are the boss. I will get on TikTok now.
0: <laughs> no. No, I think like what you're missing from this is the pandemic took that away. Yeah. It took away concerts. It took away coffee shops. It took away artists' showcase. And if it wasn't for TikTok or in some ways Instagram Reels, these artists would have been sitting there completely out of work with no outlet. And now instead of like being in a crowd being like, Oh wow, that was great. People are like, Oh my gosh, this song's incredible. Can you do more? Or Hey, like where can I find more of your, your songs or what are you doing? Or you know, what other artists are you listening to? It's able in a way I think to really bridge that connection. And it's Taylor has been really kind of at the forefront of this from Tumblr she's they call it Tay lurking and she would just comment on people's posts to let them know she's watching it's how she picked who the fans who got to go to listening parties before the albums were released mm-hmm. you know she is very protective of her fan base but she's also very engaged in her fan base she knows what's happening she knows who's posting about her she knows who the super fans are she knows who the non crazy super fans are she is involved and she rewards them and it's a way that I think she has built this base where we're like, I already own Red, but am I going to buy it again? Yes. Am I going to stream the songs I have been listening to for a decade? Absolutely. Am I going to hide all of the ones you don't own so I can never get tricked into listening to them and putting money in somebody else's pocket? Sure am. And that's why the re-recordings work. And so when you're on TikTok and you've built this fan base, who know you? You feel like you're a friend. You've had some input. You're a part of this. You're now like, yes, once the concert, let me stream that on iTunes. Let me be a part of this because I'm connected to you in a way I've never been able to connect before. Mm-hmm. And it's really giving new artists a springboard into opening for different artists or having their own tours without having to convince a record company to let them.
1: Right. No, it's, I'm just seeing the, uh, two different paths uh, there's Taylor Swift the artist who's using TikTok and social media to curate and communicate with the fan base mm-hmm. and then there's the new up and coming artist who's using the the platform and social media to promote and grow the fan base mm-hmm. it's it's the two different um two different roads because one is people knew who Taylor Swift was before she had a Twitter account before she had this and that the other right but you could say as soon as they get onto it, being like, hey, I'm on TikTok now. The people that have TikTok, boom, flood, flood to her to follow. The people that don't have it yet, but want to see what she's up to, will download it and follow. And then you have the artist who's like, you know, I can reach out to my friends and then try and grow from there. So I'll find, you know, this this uh, Reddit subline that talks about this or this group that chats about this and try and promote through there. Like it's, it's the growth versus like the, you kind of have it, they're going to just... You're the magnet now that you're out there. They're going to go to you.
0: Well, so TikTok has a algorithm. And so they're like, oh, you like music. Here's some art. Like, this is kind of what you've related to. So if you like an independent music, are you looking for independent artists? Or that's what you've been clicking through. You start to see more and more of that on your feed. Mm -hmm. So TikTok aggregates your for you page to see that. And so I think in this way, it's kind of like virtually walking into a coffee shop and having somebody playing music. And you're like, oh, that's pretty good. Maybe I'll stay here and listen for a minute. And so it's basically the the digital equivalent of that. And it's getting artists in front of people around the world in a way they've never been able to do before as a baby artist. Mm-hmm. And so I think like it's good to see I mean, Taylor definitely was the one that pushed artists to be out there, but now it's good to see that there are artists who are starting to thrive and get on Spotify playlists and become established musicians because of it in a way we've never gotten to do before. Right. I mean, look at Jason.
1: Look at Jason. Handsome Jason. With sweet, sweet Jason. With his EP out. Yeah. Yay.
0: It's so fun. I listen to it.
2: Oh, thank you.
0: They stream you once a day, so you get like-
2: an extra stream? Yeah. yeah. Uh, an extra 0. 000 000 000 0.0000004 cents Yeah. yeah awesome. Yeah. Thank but you so much. You can't put a price on the
1: love that we have for you. We could. In a Joe's. All right. But Pop, Papa Bear's tired. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so are we. Sorry. It's the rainy, rainy Thursday here, and we've covered a lot of ground.
1: We have. We have. Oh.
0: So I guess we should probably think about what we're going to do next week.
1: All right. Uh, I'll get the dice ready. We'll do what we do every week. Uh, pull up the D20. You'll pull up the song and track list and we'll...
0: we'll. I mean, unless it's red and we've got 30. No more red. Red, 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 red. No more Maybe red. Maybe we'll get the 20 minute or the 10 minute all too well. The ten...
1: <laughs> and we're rolling and it's a five.
0: Oh, 1989.
1: 1989.
2: Is that a re release? Not yet. Oh. Not a deal
0: for our <laughs> French Ah, <laughs>
1: oh, baguette croissant.
0: Oh, Lord. Roll again. All right. We got a track list. Three. Oh, guys. We're doing style.
1: Is this about Kevin Styles? or What's uh, his Harry. name? Harry. Harry Styles.
2: Can I just say that you both have missed every single name today? <laughs> Thank you.
0: I got Mark Foster. I got There's, Morris
2: Day. There were so many names that you sped wrong that it's going to... John Mayer? I'm leaving them all in. <laughs> what did we say I'm wrong? Leaving, I'm, not, I'm not editing them. You're gonna, I'm going to leave them all in Yeah,
1: there. that's fine, man. It's early. We, I slugged through my coffee and I need two more. I'm tired.
2: It's just entertaining. I love it. As
1: it should be. It is.
0: Harry Styles. Is allegedly, potentially unconfirmed. Mm. We guess we'll find out next week. Uh, maybe, just maybe, we'll add a song in with Harry Styles about Taylor. Ooh, maybe. Maybe.
2: Actually, I think I just read that Harry Styles came out with a new album, and he's dressed like, in a really feminine shirt, and his, and his uh, furniture is glued to the ceiling. I think it's about, it's called maybe apartment or something, or house?
0: Yeah, and there's Easter eggs. There's so many Easter eggs. The Harry Styles fans are, like, blowing Swifties' minds right now. We'll get into it. Yeah, we have, oh, it's going to be such... I'm so excited. It's going to be such a great episode.
1: It'll be a fun one next week. Yeah. Uh, it's we, going to be so fun. We would like to thank our wonderful producer, Jason Landary. We'd like to thank uh, <laughs> Paul McCarthy, uh, <laughs> Neil Old. Derek uh, Foster. Doris May and the history books.
0: I'm surprised you would say David Foster. That was an easy David out. David Foster Wallace. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: I, yeah. If you are not already following us... <laughs> any of the socials we have them do we use them occasionally
1: if anyone wants to coach me on how to instagram let me know you don't need to <laughs> if anyone wants to help me tick some talks let me know
0: and thank you to all of those who comment message and generally pump us up or tell sam he's wrong yeah you can tell
1: me i'm wrong and i'm gonna laugh about it
0: and we appreciate you even though we don't always respond to your comments yes we do send them in the group sex though so. that's true that's true <laughs> alright thank you all for listening if you haven't already like subscribe rate and we'll be back next week with 1989 and style and style
1: and just a further reminder thank you so much for listening to the Swift Talk and if you didn't know already there are two types of people in this world oh god those that know Kate Smith is the boss and those that haven't met Kate yet oh <laughs> god
0: anyway thanks again for listening we'll be back next week